0: of The Keepers. I am Paige Demacos, the host here with my co-host Chris Schubert. I can't see him since I have this funky thing right in front of my face now, so it's weird talking to you, Chris, when I can't see you.
1: Paige, we're, we're in the the new old podcast studio. <laughs> this is where we've always done the podcast, for sure. but it's now just a podcast studio, and we've had to make some, some minor tweaks to the room in order to make it work, and one of them is I feel like... You ever, you ever play the game Battleship? Yes. That's what this feels like right
0: oh, now. Oh wow! Like, what a great analogy.
1: Because of like the, you have like a big board in front of you that I can't see you, and yeah. like I, I'm peeking out over the top of mine, and I still can't see you. So you just peeked out of yours. Yeah. Like I can't see you if this I. This is just, a fun game. Yeah, this is fun. So, uh, yeah, fantasy football. That's what we do here yeah. on the show, right?
0: Yeah. But big news: FanRag Sports is now has its own video department and podcast studio, That's right. so it's awesome for us. Uh, the video pretty much the video-slash-podcasting team, on air with you right now. That's 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 That's, us. Plus Nico, who's not on social media. So we're going to make him a fake Nico account. But we are talking fantasy football, and we are previewing the NFC East. Now, last episode, we talked a lot about Ezekiel Elliott, what his suspension means. Today, he's appealing. We'll see if that appeal gets dropped. Any part of that six-game suspension that he has right now, at best – I think it's a four game suspension.
1: Yeah, there's there's no way they cut it in half to 3. Uh, I think the lowest it goes is 4. I would be surprised if it even goes a game. Um I think it's going to stay at six. the The letter, to me, the letter is the big thing. Like in that letter, it was not like, "Oh, hey, you did this wrong." It was, "You did this wrong. You did this wrong. You did this wrong. You did this wrong." With proof of everything. Yeah. Like I don't think a independent arbitrator is going to be like, "Nope, the NFL did you wrong. We're going to cut it down." Like I, I don't think that's going to be the case.
0: And that's where I think Cowboys fans uh, and fantasy football fans uh, who have Ezekiel Elliott already potentially already drafted, or they are drafting and they're trying to figure out where to take Ezekiel Elliott. Take him with the assumption that he's going to stay at six because it's better to play it safe and think that he'll be at six and then get, you know, get two games more of Ezekiel Elliott. And then instead of planning for four and then he's still at six, because I really, truly do not believe that it's going to get dropped. I don't.
1: Here's what I would say to anybody who, in their heart of hearts, is like, you know what? I think Zeke's going to come back. I think Zeke's going to be really good. I want him on my fantasy team. Okay. Here would be here's my advice to you. When you're drafting in the first round, let's say you have a top 5 pick, if, if Zeke's more than likely going to be there when you pick, don't pick them there no okay take another running back take a wide receiver take a player that you know you can count on for 14 sixteen games of the season. then in the second round, get another guy who you can count on for 14 sixteen games of the season if you get into the third fourth round you see the running backs coming off the board you see a lot of other people you know dabbling in the Samaj P Ryan to, to use an example from the NFC east and and you see those types of names going off the board and you' you're panicking a little bit okay if you're dead set on taking Ezekiel Elliott maybe the third or fourth round when you are seeing the running back room getting very slim there's not a whole lot in the cupboard to choose from then go that way but do not use one of your first two picks on Ezekiel Elliott
0: no he's basically like a backup running back yes build your
1: team with the assumption that you don't need Ezekiel Elliott and if you end up using him it's it's a bonus
0: yeah it's a bonus heading into what would likely be you know halfway through the season gets you potentially into a great playoff spot where Mm -hmm. you are with Ezekiel Elliott so let's move on because Zeke is the least part of it was going was the most important and now one of the least important in the NFC. So we'll start with the Cowboys. Sure. So quarterback Dak Prescott his impact now um I had him as a quarterback 1 before but on the fringe just because I anticipated a sophomore slump for both him and Ezekiel Elliott. Now he's definitely for me a quarterback 2 in the draft that I just had last night. He got drafted Pretty late, um, and we only start one quarterback. That guy has Aaron Rodgers and Dak Prescott on his team. Okay, so that's obviously a great one to punch. Yeah. If anything happens to Rodgers, he has a pretty reliable backup quarterback. But in a 14-team league, he's not a guy that went to be a number one overall guy.
1: Yeah, a little bit of a spoiler alert. Later on this week, we're going to have the full audio of the Blog Talk Radio Experts League that okay. you and I are a part in. Yep. Uh, I did our draft on Sunday with your list as guidance to make sure I did not uh, annoy you. You are the co-host of this show. <laughs> uh, I want to keep our relationship uh, good here on on yeah, you the airwaves. Didn't want any patrons. Yeah, yeah, no, no I page didn't want rage. that early. So uh, I showed you the team that we had. You enjoyed it. Yep. Uh, good later team. later on in the week, you're actually going to hear the full draft. All the other owners in there are on a we're on like a Skype call and we have a back and forth. You. Hear me break down some of my picks as well. So that's gonna be like a bonus episode this week. So you, awesome. you may get three episodes this week from us. Uh in that drift, we got Marcus Mariota at quarterback. Dak Prescott went in front of him. Dak Prescott went very early. And
0: I like draft. Marcus Mariota way more than I like Dak Prescott.
1: Yeah, me too. Uh I have Marcus Mariota as a QB one, probably toward the back half of the QB ones, but he's definitely a QB one. And I should I give my hot take now, Paige? Do you want it? My quarterback take now? Because you know about this. Should I wait? <laughs>
0: Bring it bring it on out, Chris. Okay, we need is, a hot take today.
1: B- before the stuff with Ezekiel Elliott, I was a firm believer that there is only one QB one in the NFC East. And I know what you're thinking. Chris, it's definitely Kirk Cousins. And I'm gonna tell you, no, it's definitely not. So I have only one quarterback. It's not Dak Prescott, it's not Kirk Cousins, it's not Carson Wentz. The only QB one in the NFC East is Eli Manning.
0: Yeah, and we'll we'll go through the quarterback since you wrote sure. since you went right into it. Yep. Uh what I like here is the opportunity of throwing to odell beckham jr brandon marshall and sterling Shepard. uh that is a deep wide receiving core uh to have a brandon marshall who is has potential and has shown that he can be a wide receiver one to be opposite of odell beckham jr good luck following those two around
1: here's what you have in new york and here's why i think eli becomes a qb1 because you don't be a qb1 based on just your talent yeah you can be aaron Rodgers and tom brady and that's going to get you to be a qb1 no matter what receivers you have you got to have a good receiving core Mm -hmm. you got to have guys that do different things and i think the giants have the perfect trio of wide receivers why odell beckham jr he's your big play guy he's going to get those 60 70 80 yard touchdowns he's going to make the highlight reels he's going to get you those big chunk plays as a quarterback with eli manning you're happy that he's going to throw the ball to Odell Beckham Jr. a lot. You know what you also have? A red zone target. So you know what? They're going to take Odell away at the goal line. Fine. you got a big, lanky, wide receiver who can go up and catch the football on Brandon Marshall. So you're going to do that as well. Then, if all else fails, they have a second-year player, Sterling Shepard, who's relatively going to go unnoticed because all the attention (laughs) on the defense is going to go to those other two guys. Exactly. So Shepard's going to be able to be your mix in between your red zone guy and your big play chunk guy like Odell Beckham Jr., and he's going to be the guy that moves the chains, and just keeps drives going for the Giants. And that's points for you as an owner of Eli Manning. That's why I think Eli's the only quarterback one in this division.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree because when you look around the other quarterbacks and what they have to throw to, let's look at Wentz, for instance. Okay, He gets a major upgrade bringing Alshon Jeffrey in. But Mm -hmm. as somebody who is a Chicago Bears fan, I've watched Alshon Jeffrey. Now, part of that is he's had to deal with Cutler. But the other thing is he's had off-the-field issues – He's had health issues. So are you going to get 16 games out of Alshon Jeffrey? I'm not sure. Uh, He hasn't proven that he can do that. So when you look at Carson Wentz, he has, you know, they just traded away Jordan Matthews. So they have Alshon Jeffrey, Nelson Aguilar, and Torrey Smith. That's that's their wide receiving core. And if you put that up against Eli Manning's wide receiving core – you laugh,
1: and and w- the other thing about that is, I think if there is a conversation to be had about a second QB one in this division, it's Kirk Cousins. But my knock on Cousins is his receiving core. Like Carson Wentz has a lot of problems mechanically in his own game, and it doesn't help that he doesn't have a whole lot of wide receiver talent. So now you, you have even more problems with Carson 100%. Wentz. With Kirk, you know you're going to get production, but my question mark is who's going to be the workhorse of that offense? Because you had Pierre Garcon; he's your he's the PPR darling, right? Because he's going to get the ball ten. 11, 12 times a game because he's going to be the guy that's getting thrown the ball to. He's not there. Deshaun Jackson. He's not there either. He's in Tampa Bay. So who's going to be your number one target? Okay, they went out and got Terrell Pryor. That's a very nice target because he had a really good season in Cleveland when their quarterback situation is a circus. But you know what? The defenses in the NFC East are really good. I really like Philadelphia's secondary. They just added uh, added Ronald Darby, mm-hmm. who's going to be a huge corner threat for the them. Giants the defense Giants is defense is really good. good. Yeah, yeah, the Dallas defense leaves a lot to be desired. But I think anytime you're playing in your own division, you're, you're going to have a tough time. And six of the games for the Washington... Redskins or against those teams. Yep. So Terrell Pryor being their best, best threat, and yes, Jamison Crowder. I get it. Like I understand the love with him. He needs to stay healthy for me yeah. to believe in him. I at
0: that wide receiving core. The the thing that makes up for that is that they have Jordan Reed, who is who a, also needs
1: to stay healthy for
0: sure. Needs to stay healthy, but has the potential to be the best tight end in the league. Um, and you know that Kirk Cousins likes going to him mm-hmm. a lot. Now. They do have some some things that I like for wide receiver or for running backs. And Liz Loza did talk about uh, Samaj P. Ryan a I'm lot. All,
1: I'm all I'm all aboard the Samaj P. Ryan hype train. Yeah, after I'm on
0: after we had Liz Loza on from Yahoo Sports, and if you want to listen to that episode, that's episode one. Go back and listen to what she had to say. Some great great stuff from her. But Samaj P. Ryan was somebody that she was really high on, and I liked it as a one-two punch with with Kelly and Pirine, if that's what ends up happening. And then Kirk Cousins, it's interesting. But at the end of the day, if you're in a PPR league, you need Kirk Cousins passing the ball. Mm -hmm. And when you look at this and what they have now, their wide receiving core is not great. It's not great.
1: No. And if you want if you want, maybe my sleeper pick in the NFC East, yeah. it's Josh Doxson. Okay. Um, if he can stay healthy and he can stay on the field. Remember, he was basically absent for most of all, if not all of last season. I have to go. I can't even remember him playing in a game, but he might have played in one or two he's going to be the X factor because if he can be healthy, they drafted him relatively high mm-hmm. in last year's draft. They were really high on him as a wide receiver threat, which is maybe why they were okay with letting Pierre Garçon and Deshaun Jackson go away and let them go elsewhere because they had faith in the young option that they had in-house. Now, it's tough to justify drafting him when you don't have a sample size of him succeeding, but if you're looking for a late guy on the bench that if he plays well you can slot into your starting lineup, yeah. I think Doxson's the perfect target from the Redskins.
0: So... When we look at the Cowboys wide receiving oh, group, okay? So let's quickly, it's in order. I yeah. have Eli, Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz, as far as fantasy value.
1: Yes, I agree with you 100%.
0: Okay, so let's talk wide receivers a little bit more. We've gotten into it a little bit with some of these guys, just as far as what they bring to the table mm-hmm. for their quarterbacks. But when you look at the wide receivers for Dallas, obviously Des Bryant brings a lot of attention. But when you don't have Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield, It's much easier to take away that number one target because, for instance, week three, they come to the desert. They play here in Arizona. Patrick Peterson is going to be following Des Bryant around all night long. And when you are going to stuff the box and know that they're not running the ball as much or you don't have to stuff the box because you're not as worried about McFadden or Alfred Morris, you have the ability to put – put you in some different sets that you're going to be able to pretty much take away the <laughs> that game, the wide mm-hmm. receiving game. And that's an issue because then if Dez is away, well, you're looking at Cole Beasley. I Terrence mean,
1: Williams, De- their rookie pick, Ryan Switzer, who's there hoping to De- make an impact in the return game. But that's, no, it's it, it, you're right. It, I view that the same way. I think the Eagles receiving core and the Cowboys receiving core is very similar in terms of fantasy value. Yeah, there's a guy atop the depth chart that's really good. In like Alshon Jeffrey or Des Bryant. And I think Dez, sure. I think Des is a wide receiver one. I'm not sure. Yeah, if, I'm not sure if Jeffrey is. He might be, depending on how uh, Carson Wentz plays. But other than that, the depth leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah, Cole Beasley's probably gonna be able to put up some decent numbers. In a
0: flex position, yeah. though. Yeah. That's where I I mean that's if we're looking at him, I put him in a flex and you're pretty confident that he's gonna do enough on a weekly basis, especially if he is in you're if you're in a PPR league. Mm-hmm. Um but if you're in a standard league, now I there, just, I don't know.
1: Now there is a guy on Dallas who I think stock goes up quite a bit because of the Ezekiel Elliott suspension. Yep. and it's not a running back; I it's their it tight end. It's Jason Witten. Yeah. Because if, if if you're a second year quarterback, you're a first, second, third year quarterback. Who's what's the safety blanket? If it's not the running back on the checkdown, it's the tight end. For sure, it's those. And Dallas has the ultimate veteran tight end presence in this league maybe besides Greg Olson, I mean Jason Witten is one of the bigger tight end targets that can help a rookie or young quarterback out and
0: just a com- it's just a comfort yeah, thing. I mean it, and Jason Witten knows the offense better than anybody on that team because he's been around the longest. Right.
1: Jason Witten knows what's going to be asked of him and he's going to catch the ball and is going to let his co- his quarterback gain confidence and there's going to be a trust factor there. So if you're looking for a guy where if Patrick Peterson's taking away Des Bryant, Jason Witten's going to get a lot of more, more looks. They're, Jay, uh, Garrett is going to draw plays for Jason Witten. 100%. They're going to kind of tailor their offense for the first six, seven weeks of the season to feature these other options. And I think Jason Witten, again, there's a lot of other tight ends that I would pick in front of Jason Witten. But if you find yourself in the draft where you haven't taken a tight end yet and there's not a whole lot of options left and Jason yeah, Witten's you on you the board, comf- that's a feel, home run.
0: Yeah, and the, and the reality is if you don't get Gronk, or Jordan Reed, Delaney or Delaney Walker, a couple of these guys up at the top, there's a big drop-off, and then they're all kind of the same. Mm-hmm. You and, know? and if
1: you can get any of those guys, you know, you're know, you in good shape, and I think Jason Witten is among that group.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, when we look also, okay, let's move along here, sure. the tight end group. Okay. Um, I like... This is actually, the NFC East has a pretty strong tight end group with Jordan Reed, Zach Ertz, Jason Witten, and Nevin Ingram. This
1: might be their best uh, their best position.
0: I would agree. I think when I look at that, you go Reed, Witten, Ertz, Ingram, and not that much difference between Zach Ertz and Jason Witten.
1: I am going to make one change to your list. Okay, you, I'm putting, you like
0: Ingram over uh, no. Zach Ertz? No,
1: no, no, no. I like Zach Ertz quite a bit. Uh, Ingram's an unproven rookie So I think by default He has to go to the bottom yeah, Of the that's, list that's He has worth... to show it to me yep. Ertz has a ton Of injury problems So I'll put him Right in front of him I'm putting Jason Witten One Because wow. it's con- it, Because here's why And I know this is Going to be a hot take I understand that <laughs> consistency, right? Jason Witten stays healthy. For sure. Jason Witten's on the field. I know on a week-to-week basis that 80, 90% of the time, I can slot Jason Witten into the lineup and I don't 100%. have to worry about him leaving the game early. Yeah. I have that issue with Jordan Reed. You put him in there, he gets hurt, uh, now what? I get that. Jason Witten is the model of consistency. I think if we're talking ceiling, I mean Jordan Reed's number one because Jordan Reed has Rob Gronkowski-esque abilities to impact the game. He's and, a huge threat.
0: And so you can you can play it safe. That's the safe list. That's uh, it the is. Chris.
1: That's the Chris is. list. And I and I don't win fantasy very often, so maybe maybe this is why.
0: This is why you take the page list. And the page list has Jordan Reed number 1 because Jordan Reed, I'm not going to I'm going to anticipate that he's going to stay healthy. That's I, I that's even fair. if even if he misses even if he misses a little bit of time, he's still for me so much more talented and because of the lack of people in the wide receiving room for the Redskins, I think Cousins slings the ball down to Jordan Reed quite a bit and almost he's almost in an essence more like a wide receiver than he is a tight end.
1: Yeah, you can say the same thing about the Dallas offense though with their wide receiving core. It's just gonna, sure. it's just going to be a comfort level of is Kirk Cousins more likely to go to the guy who's been in his room for a while in Jordan Reed or go to the guy who just got there in Terrell Pryor and I think the answer is Reed. That's why I think the answer is Jason Witten in Dallas. So I think if you again I think if you can get Jordan Reed, you're, you're fine. But I think both of those guys are very nice tight end picks if the board kind of plays itself out where these guys are available and you don't have a tight end yet. Maybe Jordan Reed's a little bit higher. Maybe Jordan Reed's in that group with but Gronk. don't reach. But don't, don't reach for Jordan yeah. Reed. I mean, no. that's the only thing I'm saying. Get him at a, a good value or a, a huge value where if you can get him maybe in the fourth or fifth round, I think that'd be a home run.
0: All right, let's look at the... <laughs> I would list this as, as much as I don't like their wide receiving group, Mm -hmm. um, at least there's some, because of how good the Giants are in that position, I think that brings this overall division up a level. Mm -hmm. Their running back position... For the Giants? uh, For everybody.
1: Oh. Uh, uh, Yeah, it's pretty bad.
0: It's it's not great.
1: Here's why. Dallas, it's obvious you're not going to have Zeke for six weeks, and I don't trust... McFa- they're going to split carries. Exactly. They're going to split carries. They're going to split carries. And even when Zeke gets back, I, I don't know. I think it's going to take him a week or two to hit that, that second gear. And, and I can't afford that when I'm trying to battle for a postseason spot. So Dallas, uh, I write them off. Uh, the Eagles, didn't they just cut Ryan Matthews today? Yeah. They cut Ryan Matthews this morning. So LeGarrette Blount is going to get a lot of the carries. And Darren, Darren Sproles, they're going to split that too. Uh, Washington, yes, for the first half of the season, you would think that it's going to be Robert Kelly. I guarantee you, by the end of the season, Samanjay P runs a the starter there. 100%. So, if you take Rob Kelly, you need to know that midway through the season, you're going to have to find another starting running back.
0: You just better draft both of them. I mean, I, that's, yeah, at see, this I, point, I don't you, like
1: doing that. I know that a lot of people like handicapping you have to themselves.
0: Handicap yourself.
1: See, Be- to me, the the smarter decision, and you can tell me if this you 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 have more fantasy trophies than I do. Yes. Uh, because you have one and I have zero. Um, oh, I have. A you know, you have more than one, but all you need yeah. is one to have more than I do. Um, <laughs> is if I'm going to take either of the Washington running backs. I would prefer it to be P. Ryan, and I would prefer it to be in the bench rounds, right? For sure. Because if you're going to take Rob Kelly as your starting running back, you're basically for, you, you, you have to reach for P. Ryan. Like you have to take him with your next pick because everybody knows that. Everybody, nobody's stupid. Everybody knows that what, that's what you're going to do. So what I'd rather do is build my running back group. Uh, with a uh, guys that I trust. The same thing I said about Zeke, build around guys that I trust, grab P. Ryan off the bench, and know when I need to make a playoff run, this oh, is yeah. going to be the guy that's going to get all the play. carries, and I can plug him in. See, I, I don't, that's why I don't like handicapping myself. I, I don't like doing it. I understand why people do it. I feel like it's just giving away a roster spot.
0: It depends on, you got to pay very close attention to the depth chart and know that this is a very, very, like a lock
1: almost, Mm -hmm.
0: yeah, because you don't want to do it with, for instance, DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry, where I think they actually are going to split carries. Um, And that's when you don't take both, because you're going to end up, you'll start Derrick Henry, and then DeMarco Murray will go off. Or you'll start DeMarco Murray, and Derrick Henry will go off. So that's why it's very much that Cincinnati-esque, what Mm -hmm. Cincinnati's done for a very long time, which is very aggravating it's, if you're a fantasy owner. It's also
1: gonna be different this year. Yeah. Spoiler you, alert for when we do the AFC North.
0: Uh, Joe Mixon's yep. the starter. Mm-hmm. Uh but overall this running back group, and then we look at LaGarrett Blunt and what he brings. Now he was probably in a in a situation in New England where you never knew who was gonna be the starting running back. He was the most consistent piece there. So of all these guys, with the exception of Ezekiel Elliott, I probably like LaGarrett Blunt the most yeah. just because of situate just because i think what he can bring to the table but at the same time i'm just that offense as a whole i'm not in love with so nope. i don't lo- like i don't love any of these guys as a running back one okay. i don't
1: okay i have i have a confession to make and i need you to talk me down off this ledge oh boy i for some reason love the idea of paul perkins like the idea oh, of paul girl. perkins no. is amazing no but i'm never drafting him because he's never going to get touches with Shane Vereen there mm, but no. the idea of paul perkins like the ceiling is amazing I would have loved this is I would have loved Adrian Peterson to go to the Giants because it would have been a home run. Yeah, and he went to New Orleans, which was the last place he should have gone. And okay. he's now ruining my my fantasy team because I can't take AP now. I wanted to take AP because I think he's gonna have a good year. And. I just don't trust. I don't trust. Trump I mean,
0: take Perkins with the understanding that it's likely that he. I mean, it's a lot of the split carries thing. I mean, you're yeah, good, we have I Shane mean,
1: Vereen in our uh, blog talk league. Yeah, sorry and, about that.
0: And, and I mean, Shane's all right. He's not – He's good. our bench it's, guy.
1: He's not. Our, he's not one he's of our starters. He's a stars. bench
0: guy. But if you if one of your starters goes down or on a bye week, you need somebody who's going to go in and perform decently. I feel comfortable enough with those guys. But none of these guys. None of these guys on this list are at Le'Veon Bell. Or, or even close.
1: No, the, you know, no, they're I don't not
0: think even. They're not in that tier one or even tier two. This is really the start of tier three y- with a lot of these guys. Yeah,
1: I look at a lot of the rest of the NFL and in terms of running backs and like one after you get like the top four guys off the board, it's a big drop. Good luck, uh, just throw a dart at the dartboard because it's basically what you're doing. You're trying to pick a guy that you think is going to have a breakout season and the matchup's going to work for him. Like for example, and I know we're not at this division yet. Alvin Kamara in New Orleans. I think by season's end is going to be the guy there. But am I ever going to be able to justify taking him when Mark Ingram and Adrian Peterson are Peterson are there? No, but I think Alvin Kamara by the end of the season is going to be the starting running back. And I just look at all the talent that's across the NFL, and you have to make a decision about, you know, which one of these guys am I going to believe in. So when I look at the NFC East... If I'm going to get a, there's one guy and I think it's Garrett Blunt that is going to get the most consistent touches. I
0: agree. Overall, and, I think at the end of this at the end of the season if you're looking at all these starters who's going to have the most points, I think it's like Garrett Blunt.
1: And 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 just based on that, he's the only running back I think that's worth taking in this division just based off of consistency. And if it doesn't work out like okay, I don't think LeGarrette Blunt should be your top running back. I think you're looking at a running back two or a bench or a flex running back yeah. in Lagarrett Blunt. I think and, that's and the best. You, that's the same. That's his ceiling.
0: For sure. And you look at Kelly and Perkins and even McFadden and those guys, while Zeke is gone, they're a good flex position if you're in a standard league. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's these are guys you fill your bench with. Rob Kelly's going to start in most leagues because you start two running backs. Yep. I mean, Paul Perkins, if you're a starting running back, You're You're going to start in a fantasy league. Yeah, you're starting in a fantasy league, especially if you're like in a 14-team league like we are. Um, But a lot of these guys, like we're saying, just be careful because you can't, you can't wait on a running back and get one of these guys and expect that he's going to put up big numbers because none of these guys are.
1: I like, and this is going to be weird to say, I like Blah Powell and I like most of these running backs because yeah. with Pal, I know he's going to get the touches because well, there's nothing to. else in that Jets offense.
0: Yeah, the Jets can't do anything.
1: Right, and he's going to be the guy that's going to get the touches. So in terms of fantasy value, I like him over anybody in this division in terms of running backs. I, and again, Ezekiel Elliott decide because I think that's a very unique
0: situation. For sure. If Zeke was not suspended, he's in Tier 1. But he
1: may, yeah. I but, would have him third yeah, on the top tier. Yeah, and then, I, I have think David that'd be Johnson,
0: Lavine Bell, and then and then Zeke. Zeke,
1: and then I think that's the end of tier one. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anybody else I would throw uh, in shady, there. Shady,
0: uh, LaShawn McCoy is yeah, borderline. from a PPR perspective,
1: borderline. I think he's got to go in there.
0: Yeah, borderline, if not in there. Uh, Melvin,
1: Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. Yeah,
0: Melvin Gordon's going to do big things. I mean, I think there's a there's definitely a lot. There's about six to ten really good running backs, but that tier one. Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, mm-hmm. and Ezekiel Elliott, they were so much, there was such a big gap between what they were doing. And there will be, again, between what David Johnson, just because of what David Johnson brings to the table, mm-hmm. from both, especially in a PPR league, oh, yeah. um, he's a dream for you. Mm-hmm. And the same with Le'Veon. Yep. Uh, the same with Le'Veon, just because they are a focal piece of the offense. And there is not a running back two there that's taking away their touches.
1: Nope. There uh, isn't. Should we talk about the defenses? Yeah. Let's I look at the defenses. Who love, do you like? Love, 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 love the Giants defense. Yeah, it too. may be the best defense in the league. It really has might has potential be. to be. From a, from a pure football perspective, taking fantasy out of it, they have the the secondary that can create a ton of turnovers. Mm-hmm. They have guys that can get after the quarterback, which creates a ton of turnovers. So yep. from a fantasy perspective, you, those two areas of the ball, you're going to get a lot of turnovers. And you got second-year corner Eli Apple, who's not going to make the rookie mistakes that he made last year. Yep. I, I love this group. From a both fantasy and football perspective, and if you can get them, and first of all, do not take a defense any earlier than like the I don't know one of the last three rounds. Yeah, if you do that, you're that's dumb. Don't take a defense. There's
0: always one guy, no, no, there's always one guy or girl in the league that I like, it's like round seven, and you're like, What can I? The hell, quick story. Yeah,
1: so I, the first year, this is I think I'm on year eight of this league, eight years ago, my Keepers League had our first draft. My father was in the league, and I don't know if he's going to listen to this podcast, so I can tell this story because he won't. Hi, Dad. Yeah, he won't. He won't bother me about it. He had like the, I think the fifth or sixth pick overall in the first round. You see where I'm going with this? Yeah. He took. Now remember, at the time they had the best defense in the league. Rex Ryan was coaching them. He took the Jets' defense like sixth overall.
0: Oh my
1: god. Now, to his credit, he made the postseason. So I'm not going to... Good gonna, God,
0: I, he is lucky. I'm that not is not the stupidest I, thing I've ever I'm heard. Not
1: gonna, I'm not going to... Sorry, gonna, Dad. No, did. no, that's okay. I, I'm not going to harp on him too much because he made the postseason. But he made that pick on the... And the worst part about it was he was in the car driving from work to the draft. So I called him because he was on the clock. So I had to announce to everybody who he was taking. So I got the brunt of all the abuse. And I wasn't even my pick. So he took the Jets defense in the first round. That's I, one of my favorite fantasy moments of all time.
0: Uh... Another, I'll share a quick fantasy moment before we wrap things up here with our final thoughts. Ron Wolfley, former, I used to work at Arizona Sports, mm-hmm. my former, uh, former co-worker, great guy. He is a former NFL player. He was playing in a fantasy league for the first time. He was perplexed. Perplexed. He could not comprehend how a defense could not be drafted in the first few rounds. He drafted two defenses.
1: Oh, that's bold, the two-defense strategy?
0: He drafted- Did he make the postseason? No. Oh, okay. He drafted two defenses ending. because he, I mean, he made the the loser playoff, you know, when you make like, the, the, uh, like Oh,
1: we call that in our league the toilet ball.
0: Yeah, ooh, toilet ball. Yeah, that's like what that. we call it. Yeah, for sure. But that, uh, he drafted two defenses and then afterwards told everyone that we were wrong because defense is such an important part of the game. You and can't said, play two defenses. Yeah, I mean, and I, is I, impossible. that's what I tried to explain to him, and I also said this isn't real football, it's fantasy football. He didn't really get that. So, yeah, for really, all you first-timers...
1: Don't take a defense, ever. Like yeah if, until it's if, the last three rounds yeah I mean if your last pick comes around and you haven't picked a defense fine you're probably gonna drop the defense midway through the season anyway
0: yeah I I think last year I won in my one league and I had three different defenses throughout yeah the you
1: year. just play matchups basically sure. especially late in the season you're just playing matchups on the bye weeks oh, and yeah everything I pretty like much that.
0: would go and try and pick yep. up whoever was playing Jacksonville that week or whoever was playing whoever was whoever's playing a the bottom feeder teams, mm-hmm. I would That's go and taking. try and pick them Absolutely. up.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Whoever's playing like the Jags. And uh, I want whoever plays the Jets on a week-to-week basis. That may be my strategy. I may not <laughs> draft the defense and load up on talent and then... <laughs> and just pick whoever's
0: just playing pick the Jets. just pick whatever
1: defense is playing the Jets. It's probably a good probably no Because there's no way... No, like, who's starting law, there, of av- law of averages says like fourteen out of the sixteen weeks I'm gonna be. That's gonna be a home run pick.
0: Yeah, love you, Todd Bowles. Love you, Todd, oh, Todd Bowles is great. Todd Bowles is great. That having. defense
1: has a ton of talent too. Jets the Jets, is, Jets defense, yeah,
0: Jets is just garbage. It's not good. Jets, so bad. But um, uh, Chris, you got any parting thoughts on the NFC East? Final
1: thoughts: The NFC East has a lot of potential, a lot of high ceiling players, mm-hmm. but not a lot of guys that are going to jump off the page at you that you should take, maybe besides uh, Odell Beckham Jr.?
0: Love Odell. Love Eli. Big fan of Eli as a quarterback this year. The
1: Giants the Giants have like, a lot of talent. I was
0: going to say, I like the Giants as a team. Outside a of running back, year.
1: they they are a good fantasy team.
0: For sure, and I think they'll make that work just because that running back's not going to have to work very hard when that secondary is just going to be chasing around all those wide receivers mm-hmm. nonstop. Uh, other than that, I think I'm uh, a big fan of the Giants. Everybody else... Not really uh, not really digging on you too much. I think a bounce-back year. I think Alshon Jeffrey actually has a really good year this year. Give, I, do, I do think he's going to have, I think, new start, new place, not the negativity around the Bears like he had in Chicago. Hopefully um, keeps it together off the field so he's not getting into any issues, no marijuana, No n- nothing that's going to be, you know, stay off the weed, bro. Okay? Uh, Just chill.
1: Give the people a preview. What division are we going to do next, later this week?
0: Uh, NFC West later this week. Uh, the hometown division, For obviously, us. here in Phoenix, Arizona. So We'll be talking a lot about the Arizona Cardinals, a uh, lot lot to like there, a lot about the Seattle Seahawks, a lot to like there, and then the other two teams, the L.A. Rams and the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Not too much to oh, like there.
1: All those teams exist, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, they're
0: still there. Okay. Unbelievable that the Niners have become what they have when, gosh, they've never really been that team. As an organization, they haven't really been that team Ever yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's very interesting. And uh, for me, I didn't grow up here, so I don't have a hatred for the Niners. It's almost uh, it's a little pathetic to watch. Very sad. I think it's good for the league when the good teams are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll leave you with that, and our, our, we will have special guest uh, Luke Lipinski here, who yes. covers the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, so he will have uh, he will be here in studio. My former co-host. So pretty much it's going to be me and Luke uh, gang up. Actually, I usually gang up on Luke. So maybe it'll be me and Chris gang up on Luke. So I think that sounds like a good time. Chris?
1: Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Where yeah. do I sign for that?
0: Yeah, you uh, you pretty much don't have a choice since I'm running the show. But That's Chris, true. thank you for sure. uh, th- for dropping the knowledge today. That's right. That's what I'm for. here for. For Chris Schubert and Paige DeMarcos, Uh this has been The Keepers, Episode 3.